good little girls who say things that they shouldn't say might never see Mr Wombat again. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbours CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbours Hello, welcome to Neighbours This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast We watch the last five eps of the Aussie Soap And then we pick it apart I'm Vaya, and today I have two Tangies, two members of the same family. I have Penny Tangie, writer. Hello, thank you for having me. And her mum, Marilyn Tangie. Hello, everyone. Because I thought, well, I didn't think, uh, I was told that um, my view lately of religion and neighbours has um, been a little one-sided, and I just thought I'd bring in a couple of people that were raised Catholic or converted to Catholicism, and we could just shoot the breeze um, about the Father Jack plotline, among other things. So, welcome, everyone. <laughs> and we've had um, Bonnie Tangy, your sister Penny, so now we've got your mum. and we've Yeah, got a- you've had half. You've still got half of the Tangies to go. Yeah, there's a couple more sisters we can bring in. Yeah, we've got a dad. Yep. <laughs> so, um, what would your dad think of neighbours? I don't... Oh, it'd be... I... Mm. He'd have a lot of thoughts and opinions. What do you reckon, Mum? Oh, da- I don't think he could sit still long enough. <laughs> no, <I don't> think- <laughs> Sitting still to watch the show is one of the really only requisites. He only he mainly he only watches the ABC, really. Yes, he does the news. And Marilyn, you've watched two weeks of episodes. Absolutely, I wouldn't miss it. That's above and beyond. Well, you how well you have missed a few eps before that. Just a few. Is how many thousands has there been? It's more than. We're probably approaching 8,000. Oh, my goodness. And I've only watched 10. <laughs> so you never watched them? Oh, we did occasionally watch an Yeah, which era? Long were you, time ago. Which era? Oh, heck. Have to be the 90s, I suppose. Oh, that's the, my golden era. Have to be. Which characters did you like back then or do you remember from back then? Oh, look, about the only one I remember is Paul Robinson. He's yeah. totally unforgettable. <laughs> why, is, why is that? Oh, he's such a... Creepy man. Oh, okay. I Creepy. Thought you were, I thought you were going to go the other way then. No, definitely not. Not my type. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the heritage characters. Mm. So we'll get into neighbours. First, though, neighbours, council business, couple of items of admin to go through. Now, straight away, I have to mark explicit on this podcast. But I haven't said uh, yet. <laughs> you can't say that in front of your mum. <laughs> Marilyn just hit Penny. Uh well, okay, now that's broken the seal because I went to see a play called Stupid Fucking Bird. Oh, it's Chekhov. That sounds nice. Chekhov inspired. And because Carla Bonner, Steph, Steph Scully, was in it and slayed. Was she the fucking bird? <laughs> no, another girl was the bird. It was a metaphor. So she can act. Oh, yeah. She's good. And she had a sex scene. No. Like basically she was hidden behind a fridge and she that sex scene went for like five minutes and the whole audience was just blushing Whoa. while all the action was going on in the foreground. Yeah. Whoa. And another girl got her top off. So, look, it was a great night of theatre. <laughs> and I haven't even told you the best bit. Guess which other neighbour's actor was on it. You'll never guess. Harold. No. Snakey McGee 
Oh, well, I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know Dylan, who it is. Dylan Watson, who played Ari, who released the snakes, he was a villain who released snakes <gasps> on Erinsborough. Oh, that person. Yeah, he would just walk into a house with a bag of snakes and just <laughs> let them loose. And hey, so he's got a bit more work. That's so good. that was such a treat. And, and the icing on the cake, I sat behind Toadie in the audience. You are no. You're kidding me. You are. Oh, my God. And what did he reckon? Oh, he was loving it. And he, he started off the whole play because an actor comes out at the start and says, well, we can't start until someone, one of you yells out, start the fucking play. And, of course, Toadie, oh, start the fucking play. Yeah, straight away. Up for it. Um, what more do you want on a, on a Friday night? That's amazing. Did you touch him? <clears throat> Not on purpose. <laughs> Uh, and I was totally playing it way too cool. I was like, I'm not even going to look at him because I'm just going to let him. I thought you would have been trying to get into sign stuff and have a photo. Mm. And... I've had a photo before. With I know, you. I've seen it. Yeah, but I just thought I'm going to let him have a chilled out night at the theatre without oh, being accosted, oh. without yeah. someone shoving a microphone <laughs> in his face. <laughs> what did you think of the play, Tony? <laughs> yeah, so it was awesome. Ryan, sorry, uh, I don't think he has to. Is Ryan he going to get his gold logie? Uh, next do, month, I think do we the know? Logies, I don't. I don't know. I don't no, so. he's could. probably not going to get. Well, Vaya has been campaigning for oh, it. Oh, I see. Yes. And have well, you voted? She's successful in, in all her campaigns, so. <laughs> except to get to work for neighbours. Yeah, but no, don't mention that. We've stopped that campaign. That's we've done now. We're done now. I'm moving on to home and away. Anyway. Castawayawards.com.au, you've still got a month left to vote for Neighbours. More important voting. Yes, sign in, find Vote for a Podcast and click the like button and then we get a vote. And the most exciting bit of Neighbours Council business is Neighbours is going to London. This is such big news. I'm probably getting over there more frequently than Carl does to visit his love child. But I'm going to go there. Well, I've got to go to Greece is the thing. So I thought while I'm, while I'm in the area, in the I vicinity. think I'll be coming with you. <laughs> Yeah, sure. You want to come Nigget. to the? Do you want to come to the village and meet my relatives? Oh, Mum would love it. Mum would stay in the village. Oh, mm, you wouldn't get me out of there. I talked to my sister yesterday. She goes, "You know, our uncle's going to kill a lamb on, a, on your, the day Absolutely. you arrive." Absolutely. Like, oh, do I have to watch that? A lamb or a goat? I think it's going to be a lamb. It's oh. spring. It's Easter. That's yeah. lamb season. Oh, absolutely. It's baby goat season too. <laughs> But the important thing is I'm decided to do like a little live recording of Neighbours with our UK friends. Don't know where, don't know when. Well, I'm going to do a save the date of possibly Sunday, April 30th, 2017. So just put that in the diary and maybe Book jump. Book your tickets now if you're in Australia. <laughs> Get over to London. Yes, yeah, good flights at the moment. Yep. Uh, so join our Facebook group, I think. The, the Neighbours Council on Facebook. Maybe join that group and I'll just... Load that up with updates. Because that's where you get all the special, extra special insights. Yeah. And, okay, so that's all the business. Now, let's, okay, let's launch into the week with this email I got a couple of weeks ago from Claire. You can email us anytime, neighbourspod at gmail.com. She just recently discovered the podcast and is enjoying it. Let's stop there. (laughs) (laughs) She says, as a Christian myself, I just had to mention that your discussions about church and faith are sometimes startingly hypocritical and honestly quite insulting. You complain at length about the lack of diversity in casting, the importance of representing people with disabilities, which is all true, well done for flying the flag. But then in almost the same breath, you deny that same representation to the millions of people who belong to a religious faith. Does that not sound odd to you? If you really find it so hard to grasp how a young, intelligent woman like Amy could be sucked into a church, 
or why on earth she would ever want to ask questions about God, then clearly there's a desperate need for more representation on soaps like Neighbours. I won't pretend that the Jack Page storyline hasn't had me shouting at the telly at times, but the fact that Neighbours is trying to portray a three-dimensional character who happens to be Catholic and that someone like Amy could take an interest in the Bible and ask questions about faith without being portrayed as vulnerable, traumatised or brainwashed is a really big deal. The writers might be making a pig's ear out of it most of the time, but I will applaud them for trying. P.S. Team Sonia. Uh, so, <laughs> and then Claire and I did have a back and forth and had a great old chat and I explained where I was coming from and she was happy that I'd taken on board her feedback. And where I'm coming from is to me, I see Catholicism and I guess Christianity as the mainstream. The reason I don't champion it on this podcast is because I often feel like everyone else is the minority because, and particularly because our government, you know, won't just put same-sex marriage through and things like that and they – even though we're secular, it seems to be a very kind of religious-focused government. And so I'm just always trying to take the other side. But I am happy to explore that Christianity is a big part of people's lives, the soap opera viewing public's lives. Yes, and so she's sitting next to a Catholic and she's done nothing bad to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I... I Well... Yeah, we're going further away from mainstream, if that's what you call it, by things such as having AFL football on Good Friday. Oh. Mum's cross about that. I'm very cross about that. And I don't know why. the <laughs> Bendigo Easter Parade on Easter Sunday instead of on Easter Monday, as it was until a couple of years ago. So we are going away from Claire's view that our Christianity should in some way be almost sacrosanct. Uh, we can't do those things on religious holidays. Yes, but there's a, the, I think mm. the thing is that because there's so many different religions in Australia, if we didn't mm. do anything on... All uh, the religious days, that would be... That would be, yeah. oh, be great. That would be great. It'd be Australia <laughs> holiday. <laughs> All the time. All the time. And I think that's where I got the bee in my bonnet because I was really... If, say if they'd written Jack in as a rabbi... We, mm, we, haven't yeah. had, we haven't had that on Neighbours. Like, yeah, that'd be Oh, it. but you can't have a rabbi in Erin's borough. <laughs> My I mean, it, it's not too far from Elstonwick, the Jewish hub of Melbourne. Exactly. <laughs> oh. oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wonder, that will happen eventually, though, it won't will. it? Have they had – what what is the history of oh, Neighbours with other faiths? Someone will tell us. Have you, you don't know. Someone will tell us. Um, have they have any Muslim people? No. No. Not yeah. a sausage. I mean, I'm a sausage. That's Don't mention sausages this week. No, it's too early. Too, too early to mention sausages. <laughs> yeah, too many sausages this week. So I think for me, I felt like there's plenty of, if you want to see Catholic representation on screen, hmm. there's plenty of material for you. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think it's definitely is represented. I think maybe it's not quite so nice to be just contemptuous of anyone who's looking for any kind of spirituality and faith to just be like, oh, well, you're just an idiot. Why don't you just accept mm. that we're yeah. all made of molecules and we're just going to die and have no afterlife? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, a lot of – I think religion sort of helps people get through life and I yeah, I can't really be too contemptuous of people who want to find some kind of faith and spirituality. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube videos – of um, churchy Americans, and they are some of the happiest people on YouTube I've ever seen. So if that's getting you through, well done. Um, But Marilyn, Penny was telling me that you converted 
later on to mm. Catholicism? Well, it, it's, you know, lack of knowledge. I was actually baptised when I was a baby. Oh, so you were born Catholic. Oh, oh born Catholic, yeah. But we're not, go- we're not you know, counselling situation here. I don't want to tell you the whole story. So <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it can be a bit like a counselling session. So, you know, as an adult, when I had three children, I decided that if I was in a Catholic family, then I also needed to be Catholic. Ah. And that's turned out to be very true because I'm the only one left. <laughs> There's no others. It's always the converts. Yes. <laughs> the converts are always the strongest. The brother-in-law's given it away. He <laughs> was a real proper Catholic. Husband doesn't go to church anymore. I'm the only one left. None, so, of, your, none of your four children go to church. None of my four children <laughs> go to church. But I will say, culturally... I am glad that I was brought up Catholic. It's a really nice it, – there's something about it, like rituals and things that mm. you go to. Having been to it every week as a child, there is something very comforting about going back to the church now mm. and, you know, hearing all those words again, do, doing all the actions and it, it – it is a it is a nice thing and it feels sort of more cultural to me. And the only problem that I have with it, it's all very nice and mainly the priests are fine and their sermons are fine, but ever so often they just say something and it's just so off-putting. And yeah. you have the same thing, Mum. It's like, oh, just, just don't say that. Yeah, just do an edit. Can we just, you know? Yes, where I attend church, we've very recently had a change in priest and I have a little difficulty continuing to go. But it's it's the social aspect. I feel like I'd be letting other people down if I didn't keep going. Uh, um, and Mum so, does a reading and she is the best reader. Oh. She's very clear. <laughs> and a lot of people say, when, well, yeah, they don't understand the other people as well as Mum. Yeah, you've got to get the word out there. a lot of positive there. feedback mm. for that. Um, yeah. Do you get all generations attending? There are very few young people radio um oh heavens i think i might have seen four or five teenagers at church across a period of time they just don't go um you know even the primary school children don't go they try to have a sunday school sort of arrangement but most times it doesn't happen because there are no children there to yeah. go out and, and, and it, I think the, the whole thing about the social mm. thing and the community thing like when we used to go to church when we lived in Wangaratta what we used to do mm. is we went and picked up dad's auntie our great auntie mm. we took her to church and then afterwards we went back to her house you don't forget the stop at the lolly we shop we stopped at on the, the lolly way. shop on the way home you've got to sweeten the deal and then we'd have you know have morning tea, tea and at her house so it was kind of really about doing something with her mm. and and, you know, she, she got nice. out and she got to see people and we did that every week. And also to contextualise for the Brits, um, Marilyn, you live in Bendigo. Yes. Which is country Victoria, mm. which is where Lynn Scully lives. So, um, and yes. our Steph's mum. And obviously she's not, she's not a regular at the church, so, you know. Well, there are a number of churches, but oh. she's just at a different one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And um, when um, we, I was talking about mum coming on this podcast and mum said to me, oh, I don't think I'm Catholic enough. And I said, well, mum, you do the readings at church. You went on a pilgrimage last year and you lived with nuns in East Timor for a year. Like, 
I think that's probably about as Catholic as we're going to get these days. It's almost too Catholic for this uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what when you when Penny said you went on pilgrimage, I thought she was just being funny. But oh no, oh, no, no, she's never funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, she went on a pilgrim trip. Your mum's your mum's the opposite of a stage mother. <laughs> she went to the holy yeah, pretty much. She went to the Holy Lands with I a did. priest. And we went we had mass every day that we were there. She got sick of that. Um <laughs> every day's a lot. Well, no, it depends on the context. Oh, true. Because, yeah. you know, it was very short. That was a that was a plus. And um the priest that was leading the pilgrimage, he was just Fantastic, and he—he's the old priest from my parish who's oh. moved away. You see, so missing him a lot. But um, yeah, Father Jean Jean, he was he hot always. A lot of the priests are hot on neighbours. He always made it totally relevant to the place where we were, oh. and yeah, so everything was connected. And you know, you get the story. So now, when I listen to the, particularly the gospel readings, I'm sort of going, "Oh yes, Capernaum, I remember that." Yeah, been there, lovely, tick. been there. <laughs> the Beatitudes the other week. Oh yes, been to that church. You know, so um, See, maybe it gives you a connection. Maybe Father Jack needs to localize everything a bit more. Oh, I haven't heard one of his sermons or homilies. I've, I've you know? he, one week he was practicing, but maybe he yeah. missed that one. Yeah. He was oh, just... he was going on about devotion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was. Practice. Oh, that was practice. Yeah. How he loves his cat. Lovely. Good on you, Jack. <laughs> did he say he loved his cat? He said, he go, did. He said go cats. It was a and then football Geelong. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, yes. he's, a, he's a good Aussie bloke too, of course, because he loves the footy. Well, that's given us a good base, a good foundation so we can launch in Monday the 20th of February 2017. Before we get to um, anything related to Father Jack... Mm. Toadie's having a dream that Dee is his wife. Now, Marilyn, do you remember Dee from the times you used to watch? Oh, only very vaguely. Okay. Oh, she's a wicked woman. <laughs> what she is now, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, I'm not really happy with the turn no. she's taken mm. and I'm waiting, I'm just waiting for the truth to come out. But this rude dream, the, the worst part about it for me was the fact that, oh, she was in Sonia's robe. Oh, I didn't pick that. She was. When Sonia came back in the room, I'm like, that's her Usurper. Rude. Oh, no. That's I mean, really that, – what does well, that say about Toadie's yeah, subconscious? Being well, I know, but that's what I mean. I think Toadie just – yeah. Just redress them in your mind, Toadie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, she – One wife, one robe. Yes. That, uh, that sounds a bit religious, doesn't it? <laughs> and then Toadie goes to Gary. Yeah. To Gary mm. and tells him. Yeah, Toadie doesn't you have don't friends. Need to, first of all, Toadie, this might be a slight exception. No one wants to hear about your dream. Yes. Always a good rule of thumb in all Unless they're in it, sometimes it might be yeah. interesting. Mum, you told me about quite a long story about a dream you had yesterday. <laughs> it was very boring. Um, <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, but then to, but to go to Gary, I mean, Gary was kind of enjoying it. He I mean, was a bit like, and what was she wearing? Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess it was um, a saucy dream. Yeah. And, but, and who knows what they've talked about on those fishing trips they go on. But still, I and I just think also with your dreams, like you don't need to tell other people, do you? It's your subconscious. It's, you don't. No, and if he was having actual thoughts, yeah. daydreams. Yeah, that's different. Then you could mm. say, hey, mm. mate, I think I'm crossing a line here in my mind. Mm. But if you're a dream, whatever. Exactly. 
dreamt I've killed people. Like, it's not. Oh, that's the worst, I find. <laughs> Very guilty. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be used in the future. The dream? Yes. Dream analysis. Yes. No, well, you know, when D really gets found oh. out. Mm. Well, you know my theory. What is it? Oh, I told you once. Um, when <laughs> Remind us. <laughs> Say it out loud. You're on a podcast. Explain it. That Toadie and Dee will get together and it will be when they – it will be at that point oh. when Toadie will say, oh, you're not allergic to latex anymore. Oh, no. Or, oh, my. Oh, my God. That's a – that's a new birthmark. Or, oh, oh. Or a, what happened to your, you know. In an adult area. Yeah, your mermaid. Um, Tail. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What, <laughs> what happened to your um, mermaid slut stamp? Can we, can we say that? Is that what they call it? Tramp stamp. Tramp slut stamp. She's a, I just wanted to say slut. No, I don't say slut. No. no cut all that out. Um, okay. But no, but yeah, that she'll have some distinctive feature. Maybe her, she had an inverted nipple and it's popped back out. I don't know. Yeah, because really. Something like that. So is D not D? So, and it will only be as it's too late. What? So D isn't D. Is that what you're saying? Oh, mum. Okay, so <laughs> D came back, but there's this woman called Andrea who's playing D. She's pretending to be D. But as far the neighbour's consensus is that she's re- either really D or doesn't know it. Or there's also Madeline's going to play twins and there's another D that's going to appear as the real D. So really. When, when Vaius is the neighbour's consensus, that's just It's me. It's, that's it's just fair. And, and also. I'm allowed um, to make those Kate's declarations. A, Kate's a deliver as Dele- well. True delivers, yeah. Mm. And also most of the internet is like, if there's no other twist, then this is I, ludicrous. I feel like there needs to be another twist. But I do feel like my toady, oh, my God, they're not D's boobs, would be um, – That would be great. Would be great. And already next week, he's going to – in the promo for next week, he's going to see her in a towel. <gasps> so who knows what he's going to spot there. Now, but I want to talk about my highlight for this this episode is Nellie Fish. So Willow looks after Nellie. So that Toadie and Sonia can have a little dinner. Which is very Babysitter's Club because she's only 13 as far as they're concerned. That is, well, that was too young even for Christy Thomas to be looking after children. And it's too young for Willow. Oh, well, Christy Thomas was doing it. She was 13. Yeah, but it's too young. It's oh, too you young. mean it was too young. Not yeah, acceptable. No, no, yeah, no, I agree. No, it's 13, not acceptable in the dark. No. In no, no, yeah. Night time. It was not. I mean, it was a very quick dinner. Yeah. I don't think they had dessert. They wolfed it down. But they came back and Nellie stole the show, as she always does, and says, thank you, Willow. Wellow, she was calling her Wellow. And then she turns around and says, Wellow's my sister. Oh, that was beautiful. Actually, let's hear it, as cute as it is for me to impersonate it. Let's hear it. You say goodnight to everybody. Goodbye. Say thank you, Willow. Thank you, Wellow. Very good. Good night. Wellow's my sister. (gasps) And, you know, tears around Australia because now she's embroiled and she's going to lose a sister. But also Dee has this amazing moment of anxiety where she's trying to interrupt the dinner and mm. has a panic attack over the phone and Toadie has to choose his wife. Mm. She, she wasn't actually having a panic attack. She was doing it deliberately to interrupt the dinner. This imposter is a very good actress. Yeah, like, that's what she was doing though. Yeah, but like she, that's an untapped skill. Like, I know. She Why should get an she, agent. Yeah, she should just go on the stage. She's got the looks. She, if she got an agent, she'd make more money than Toadie can give mm. her. From his lawyer's salary. 
Well, that's another thing. He is a lawyer. Surely he's got $20,000 in the bank no. to pay the school fees. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. why does he have no because money? Because he's constantly doing pro bono work for the yeah. neighbourhood. Oh, yeah. Yes, but they only do that. I've been watching the suits and I'll tell you what, they get a $100,000 bonus every year. The suits? <laughs> What even is a suit? It's called suits. It's a little hot. It's a little hot men. <laughs> Marilyn just th- gave the thumbs up sign. Um, yeah, there's a lot more. It's not just one hot priest. It's just the whole cast is hot on that show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, this is the thing that enraged me. If we move over to piles, Piper, this is ridiculous. Has sourced a fake ID from an ethnic minority. At Erinsborough High. Thanks a lot, neighbours, for throwing the diverse community a bone there. Mm. And she heads off to the Back Lane Bar. Back Lane Bar, all right. To visit the boyfriend. And it, and it's because Zankan has said to her, oh, my God, look, it's ladies' night. There are women everywhere. I mean, there's women everywhere Which is so anyway. true and I am so sick of it. I'm still, I go out to the park, there's freaking women everywhere. <laughs> go to the supermarket, women, women in this very room. I've had enough. I mean, this probably what explains why your husband's in a field where there's not many women. Well, He's a physicist. I was going to say that. She allows him to go out in the morning. And mm. both of us actually have partners. Well, in the writer's room, there wouldn't be many um, no, many women for no, Kyanen and, and for me, my partner's a physicist. Yeah, no. So we can let I, our partners out into the workforce and yeah, not be threatened. I, I try and support women in, in, in physics, but it's a losing battle apparently. Not around my man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, it's backpacker night for some reason at the Back Lane Bar. She went a couple of times, didn't she? Was this ladies' night or backpacker oh, night? Or? The first time they didn't let her in. Oh, that's That's right. why she needed the fake ID. Oh, yeah, and then she mm. came back with the ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's ladies' night and so Paige gets out the red dress and I love when it's Paigey in red because mm. that's our very f- pilot episode of Neighbours Pod. She wore and the she red dress. She is looking gross. And I don't know. That prosthetic baby's looking amazing. She – I'm like almost a bit offended that she's making pregnancy look so glamorous. Yeah. Because – so, But so did I, Vaya. <laughs> you could hardly tell with you, Penny. You're so fit. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, only, it was only the spewing that gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's not nearly enough spewing from Olympia. Oh, but not everyone spews. Okay, Everyone's very up. few people spew. In fact, no, Mum okay. didn't. It's no. just, just people making a fuss, carrying on <laughs> like a pork chop. Absolutely, yeah. thinking they're ill. Yeah, exactly. It's all in the mind. So here's the thing: Paige is pregnant to the priest. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's so funny. When I was telling mum, I'm like, okay, so yeah, this is a podcast. This is why Vaya wants you on. And I said, oh, there's been this priest plot. And mum's like, oh, what is it? And I said, oh, well, there's this priest and he's um he's knocked out one of the characters on the show. And mum goes, that's normal. <laughs> what? She was joking. Did I? Really? Yeah, she, she was joking. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought. Yes, yeah. I was joking. <laughs> but, yeah, not, not always the, the best advocate of Catholicism. No. Well, now she hasn't yet told the world that it's the priest's baby. So she's got um, a closeted gay man to pretend he's the father. So two two birds, one stone. Mm. Poor David. Yeah. He's such a lovely boy. He's very sweet. I do really like him. He's very sweet. If only we could turn him and find him a really nice woman. Oh, Oh, for God's sake. Don't put that in. I was worried about this. (laughs) 
I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm finding it very hard to tell. Uh, I, he, he's not going to turn. No, no. He's, he's, he's turning the other way. Not, no, because if Aaron keeps parading around oh. without a shirt, no one's turning. Oh, I'm quite excited about that plot, actually. I like those two together. I mm. will, except I'm a little bit sick of the only gay in town having to get together with the, the only, only other, other gay, gay in town. town. And I was really excited about the... One w- in, one out. Yeah, but That's what about, all. you know, you've got Steph and Victoria and whatever, Ellen? Yeah, okay. And Aaron I'm a, has had a bit of casual sex. And also, Marilyn, the gay Which guys don't tend to get together with the gay girls. Oh, so. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so those storylines don't tend to meet. <laughs> but there is more than one gay in Erin's That's what I'm saying and I don't think we should. Oh, sorry. oh she's unplugged us. And <laughs> no, there's a, there's actually a lot, particularly yeah, compared to Summer Bay. But the thing is, Tanaka one, David, he had one job, his only job, tell people you're the father of Paige's baby. Yeah, he lasted he couldn't do it. a week, I think. No. If mm. that, that's because he's nice. Yeah, he's honest. It was a big ask, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's at he's at family barbecues already. And, and I just didn't know how. I mean, it was going to buy her some time. I mean, kind of, but I, I'm surprised that everyone wasn't sort of more angry at her because, like, they you make that emotional investment. I mean, I sometimes feel a bit like this when um, my sister's. Get rid of a boyfriend who I sort of like. Oh, we I, still haven't got over it. Where, right. you know, and and it's like, oh, 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 they're gone now. Where, and if if you thought, oh, this person is really going to be permanently part of our family because they're having a baby together, mm. and you're like, oh, okay, and I've got on board with that, and then it's like, oh, no, 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 that was just a that was. And Jared was Jared was excited because he was already already replacing dead Pastora Josh with Tanaka One mm. as the new son. Not um, that he really needed. No, he's got plenty of kids. <laughs> no, but also he's not that bothered by. Yeah, true. The squashed one. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No one ever goes and lays flowers down. No. Uh, so he reveals, "I'm not the father," and then she says, "It's a married man that's the father." Yeah, which is just rude. Which still, you could involve. You could still involve the father. And didn't didn't Jack then say, "Why are you keeping it a secret?" And I thought, because it's a sin, Jack. It's a freaking sin. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, do we need to get Jack the cheat sheet of yeah. the, what you're not meant to do? Into Tuesday, though, uh, it's the day after the big night at, at Backlane Bar and Tyler's pissed at his girlfriend obtaining a fake ID at his place of work. And now, Marilyn, you had some thoughts about Ellie's involvement. I just thought um, it was not a very good representation of what a real teacher would do. Because you are a real teacher. I well, I was once upon a time a real teacher. I think she would have been more likely to just walk away and ignore her. I don't see why it's got anything to do with school and why it would be a suspending offence. Ah, okay. Because it's outside school. You know, you'd give advice, you'd sit them down and have a chat about their possible criminal record, therefore... Reducing their life opportunities and career options, but to actually threaten to suspend her, I, th- you know, I think the first response would be, "Well, you can't do that. Got nothing to do with school." Oh, see, Piper should give Emmy a call, mm. her sister who's studying to be a lawyer, and <sighs> say, "What are my options here?" But she, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. Although she mainly knows about like wrestling, like, oh, that you can't do that. Hold, 
<laughs> no, no legs around the head. That type of thing. Yeah, true. And that would have been more useful to Piper to get that advice. Mm. She's jeopardising her career. Mm. Yeah. Because if she mm. wants to be what, the work experience that Ellie mentioned was online journalism, you know, if mm. you're going to be a journalism, people are going to dig stuff up about you. Yes. Mum, because like you were a teacher in a country mm. town, so you would have mm. seen kids doing all sorts. Yes. You? Out Absolutely. and about. Out and about. Yes. And mum's the type of person who'd go up to them and go, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> give them <laughs> a bit of a lecture. Absolutely. Drove out of my drive one day and found three bodies lying on the ground. One girl was just a spectator. Ooh. But I, you know, stopped the car. <laughs> what were they doing? Off to, well, just kissing and hugging and rolling, one, you know. But one was a spectator? It was, yeah, well, obviously she was the decoy or whatever, the <laughs> alibi. Off to the coordinator's office because you're late back from lunch. Yes. But it's about but, being late back from lunch. Mm, not about the, late, not, not the, the what, physical activity. Mm. No. Also, mm. because in the same breath, uh, Susan's talking about how Piper's, Piper's results are really good. So if they're performing oh. well academically, really mm. what they're doing on the weekends is their business, I guess. Mm. Well, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, except, you know, you, you always get into the... You know, the moral lecture. It's the pastoral care. Yeah, the pastoral you care. provide the pastoral care, and, but it's yeah. not. But mm. also I think the issue here is that the fake ID racket, the business that they're I mean, doing that at is... school, that's, I guess, where Ellie is, has the duty of care. If she's Ab- Oh, absolutely. But it's, yeah, it's not suspending the, the girl with the fake ID. So now Beck's in trouble for the fake IDs mm. and now Piper's got this gang of... Oh, she's going to be bashed. <laughs> yeah, and um, again by minorities, so mm-hmm. that's healthy. It's a healthy depiction there. But it, it was my favourite use of the word "dob." I'm not going to dob, and there's a mm. lot of dobbing back and forth, yeah. which Dip I think dobbers is, wear nappies. It's a very Aussie yeah. term, I think, which I loved hearing. Mm. Yeah. So we'll park that. Back to the Rebecca household, and there was some beautiful wardrobe work this episode. Sonia was in a lovely red dress, as was Dee. The parallels, each yes. woman in red. Oh yeah, I noticed that. Mm. And she's gone off to a counselling appointment, Sonia. So, again, good mental health care. Mm. Tick. Excellent. Mm. Uh, God, you'd need it, wouldn't you? <clears throat> yeah, you'd probably need more than one counselling <laughs> session. She probably needs to go a couple of times a week. Exactly. And Toadie is bailing on a charity lunch that the Mayor, Mayor Sonia is attending because he's got to go remortgage the house with the bank to give Dee Willow's school fees at fancy aviation college. It's not real. Don't worry, Mum. It's not yet. Yeah, have you ever encountered any Air Force cadets in training or? No. (laughs) In year seven. What would your advice be to a teenager who wanted to be a cadet? An Air Force cadet? Yeah. Just go to your local high school. That would be my advice. Support the government option. And then just be one. Yes. Later. Join the Air Force. Do really well. well. Uh, on your own. Great. Without getting fed the answers. Yes. Uh, so. Now, there was something that struck me, maybe because I'm not a long-time watcher of Neighbours, but I thought there was a lack of affection between Toadie and Sonia. There oh. were just little pecks that mm. had no passion. Well, she's pregnant mm. to another man's baby at the minute. So yeah, she's got an... Oh. She's surrogating. 
Yes, but it's taken mm. the sheen off a little bit. So mum's mum's just projecting herself into the role of Sonia and mm. how she would react to Toadie, and yeah. it's very different. <laughs> You gave a lot of massages in Valentine's Day week, though. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> He's come back to do the paperwork for the bank and it turns out they have to get Willow's birth certificate, which they should have needed for her to enroll at Erinsborough High anyway. Mm. What is she going to do about no, that? No, she was transferring in from another school. You wouldn't need the birth certificate. I think she was homeschooled. Aha, uh-huh, then. But she wasn't actually homeschooled, was she? They no. said she was homeschooled, but actually she's been going to another school, but she was in year nine. Yeah, yes. she's not actually in year seven no, at she's all. Year nine. Yeah. So yeah. I guess one. Uh, so they can't even produce a birth certificate because it'll have mm. the wrong birth year on it. Absolutely. So there's a whole mess of stuff going on there. That's going to be so tricky. What's she going to do? Is she going to get out like a a bit of white out and just change the year? I mean, you just print off another one. Yeah. Google fake birth certificates. Yeah, it's probably you can send away. There's got to be an Etsy shop set up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fake ID girl can just knock one out. <gasps> That's what she's in it for. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Beck's like, talk to me, love. I'll sort you out with your papers. Thousand bucks. She'll be able to charge more for that. Ooh, yeah. Won't she? So again, mm-hmm. Dee will need to keep scamming to pay for the fake paperwork. But here's where it gets a little hairy because staff again leaves, just leaves little Nelly in the care of a non-sanctioned guardian, and goes for an appointment with Josie Lamb, mm. who wants to chew her out about her mum's. So Willow's there with Nell. Dee comes round and Dee says, do you want to play the scrape, scrape game? Scrape, scrape, scrape. Yeah. I was listening. It was three scrapes. <laughs> Nellie's a little idiot if she thinks that sounds like a fun game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, when I say to my four-year-old, do you want to play the scratch, scratch, cut game? <laughs> <laughs> He's discerning. He so, just goes, no. No, can we do Legos? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they swab Nell's DNA to get DNA so that they can fudge mm. Willow's parentage again. And then in the next episode it kind of all comes out because Nell, well, not, proves herself not to be an idiot and just tells Sonia, hey, mum, can we play the scrape, scrape, scrape game? Dee played it with me. Mm-hmm. I remember even as a baby, my mum saying, don't you ever keep a secret? If yeah. an adult ever tells you to keep a secret, you sing like a canary. And Nell did, which was great. And we'll pick that up again. Now, let's get back to the church. Drab's back from Queensland, by the way. Was he there for one day setting up Ned's tattoo shop? Oh, jeez, he's quick. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, he was, I reckon it was two nights. Yeah, two nights, but I guess back on Monday for work that he doesn't really ever go to. What was the point of sending him there? Oh, to set up. No, 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 no. I understand why they did, but why? Why did they feel like, oh, that's a good thing to do? Like, how does that progress anything? Because Kip Gamblin's going to go do the Bodyguard musical. And so. Oh, they the, need to set up that he's they, later on. It's they, not going to be weird when he just yeah, takes off the Yeah, because they planted the seed that baby Matilda's good. immune system's shot and she's getting sick okay. a lot. Sorry. No, there was a good reason, everyone. Yeah. So, don't, But don't it was worry. weird that he was like 48 hours in Queensland, new business set up, mm. away you go. Like at least stay and get a tat from your son. <laughs> you rude man. Oh, the last time that happened, it went septic, didn't it? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get one in there. in a hurry. Um. Actually, let's hear a little bit of Father Jack's devotion. Oh, not this bloody practice sermon. That was so lame. (laughs) Today I want to talk about devotion. We all have things that we are devoted to, family, friends, rugby, footy. And while I love all of the above, go the cats, (laughs) I am devoted to God and the church. 
And devotion is simply more than just love and loyalty. It is dedicating yourself to something above everything else. Yes. Doesn't that inspire the masses? Oh, it was the parents who worked it out, though, wasn't it? Okay, it was sleuth drab. Yeah. Because Cause drab, just, he's, hang on, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking, and then he's like, hang on, the priest has got a dick. I reckon it was David that told Jack. Yeah, but because the, they're, they're talking about then the se- parents secrets. It themselves. It's hard to keep secrets. Maybe it's freeing to let them out. That's and the, then, by the way, you can hear the dog choir from downstairs mm-hmm. singing. Yes. And then he confessed to Jack that he wasn't the father. And then Jack has this look on his face. Yeah, like, well, oh, if he's not the father, oh, then I must be. Who else has Paige done it with? And so, yeah, the the, mm. the cogs are turning for drab because he finally – and he, he hasn't said to his wife until now, it's been four months, hang on a minute, remember we were brainstorming a list of potential dads? I forgot to tell you that I found Paige and Jack alone <laughs> in a shack. I found Jack after with the stinking Paige one day. A balloon crash after a very traumatic Could event. Dad have done oh, it? was it a balloon crash? Yeah. Oh, I imagined it was in a plane. No, no, no. Make no, a lot no, more no. sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, after a very traumatic event, and I found them comforting each other in an abandoned yes. barn. And and her knickers were down, and his pants were down, and hang on. And what is? Sometimes the, that means that they're, <laughs> they're a bit there was no toilet. <laughs> No, it's, it says, what if the third party is not a wife? It's Jesus. It's a person married to God. That's how That's they right. work out yeah. that it's Jack. Is that true though, Mum? Because well, I know yes, the nuns yes, are married to yes. God. The priests are married to God too. Well, because that's very hypocritical. Yes, they should let gay marriage through yeah. if that's the case. But how do you know God's a man? It says he, oh. him. No, but seriously, Mum. have an S. Are they? Is that true? Actually, you see, this the is original... where I'm not a real Catholic. You see, I'm, yes, you're right. The nuns are definitely married to God, but the priests, maybe not. Just I can't friends. answer the Just question. Good friends. Just de facto. No, but seriously, in the well, I know there are probably a few original languages of the Bible was written. I mean, it is possible that they don't have he and she. Like in Indonesian, it's yes. all which one pro, which pronoun. is God's pronoun preferred pronoun. I'd mm. like to know his preferred pronouns. Yep, well, mm. I'll ask him when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you back a message. <laughs> one day in the distant future, like a vase will fall off a shelf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wants they. <laughs> I know it's ungrammatical. <laughs> But that's what they want. <laughs> so um, Paige walks in and confesses to Drab and Laws, yes, I did it with Father Jack, who we're calling Father Father. I've got the devil spawn inside me. Oh, I've always thought of it as another little Jesus. But she can't worry Jack with it because his work is more important yeah, he's than her baby. Coming up with those good... Go cats, footy gags. Yeah, you yes, but on Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well actually, that's we'll get to the one redeeming <sighs> quality of Jack. Um, middle of the week, we've touched on the scrape, scrape, scrape game. At least give it a nonsensical name like Pop Goes the Weasel Game or something. <laughs> Although I thought then that Dee gave really quite a convincing explanation of what the scrape, scrape game was, which, which was. Oh, Nellie heard that Willow was going to the hospital and she was worried, so we just showed her what was going to happen. In a when, DNA test. Yeah, yeah, in the DNA test, yeah. which um, 
is not is hmm. really really reasonable. And yeah, I don't understand why she then felt the need to sneak back and threaten Nellie's stuffed wombat. Oh, Mister, don't you threaten Mister Wombat? No. D. I'd rather have real or fake. I'd rather have Warnie, <laughs> Warnie Warnie's head chopped off than. Mr. Wombats. But why? Like, she'd already given this really, really good explanation. Yeah. So why then mm. go and threaten Nellie? She didn't need to go and tell the three-year-old, please don't talk about this anymore. No. Or your your stuffed toy is going to get it. Mm. I think that perhaps Dee is not always very logical about her machinations. But she mm. must. She's, she's becoming unhinged. Clever, though. She's quite kind. She's very good thinking on her feet coming up with oh, that excuse. that was amazing. It makes me think she's a great actress. She's great at thinking on her feet. She should do improvisational theatre. I think it's yeah. probably the writer we need to give credit to, not... <laughs> and we don't give them as much, much yeah, credit. No, so. I thought that was really... That bit was quite good. Yeah, that, was, that paid off really well. Now, let's move back over to Victoria and Staff. Staff's offered the dive motel to Victoria and Victoria immediately declines because I don't think the, those lodgings are up to her standards. Oh, I thought it was because she couldn't trust herself to keep her hands away from Steph. Well, that's what she says, but really, would oh, you? Oh, it's really like, oh, I know what's been on those pillows. Yeah, I've got a friend's couch. I know you've rooted Mark in this room many times. Actually, I don't think I said this last time, but I found it very offensive the way Mark was constantly rocking up at the motel and being like, let's have sex here. And Steph is going to have to, it's like, oh, well, there's just a room here. No, it's not just a room. She's going to have to change that bed. She's going to have to clean the shower. She's going to, you know, like that's going to take her time. It's inconsiderate. It's very inconsiderate. What's wrong with the storeroom? Unless, unless... Unless you pick a room that's already needing to be made up, which yeah, is oh, someone you're else not is going to be in that's someone fine. else's sheets. No. <laughs> no. No. So anyway, no. that my point is I'm glad they broke up. Yeah, and so Victoria and staff have a little bit of flirtation going on at the flame tree. Oh, the flame trees will blind the weary driver. Oh, so aptly named. Jimmy Barnes in the background. Oh, was it? No. <laughs> No, if they're going to get Jimmy Barnes, they're going to at least name some local fauna after him first. Barnesy the Bandicoot or something. <laughs> and this we get Stalker Cam. We know Stalker Cam. We've seen it before when we had, you know, Snakey McGee releasing snakes on Aaron's And also before Dee came back. Oh, yeah. Dee was always in the bushes. Yeah, Dee was in the bushes. And Junkie Erin, when she was dropping yeah. off her threatening notes, she used to hide as well. So we're familiar with Stalker Cam. This time it's after staff. So now Staff and Dullcop are not on great terms. He's being very icy to her and threatening her about her parking and suddenly he's a parking inspector as well as a cop. And so by the end of the episode, we see Staff's motorbike toppled over. Mm, And it reminded me of like an injured horse or like a farmer who's come to his paddock and discovered that a dog has attacked his sheep and gets down beside it and tries to comfort it. She couldn't revive the bike. She could not. Um, and then it got a yellow sticker. Got a canary. Yeah. Canary by Det Les. <laughs> so also Victoria and staff are suspecting two other policemen of conducting. Mm, well, to be fair, the police. I mean, okay, the, some there are some bad eggs. Yeah. Police, priests. Yeah. <laughs> Can't trust <laughs> not our Not our bestest institutions. <laughs> not like teachers. <laughs> Oh, also, can we just have a sidebar? Actually, we got a voice memo this week from Spicy Ben, one of our faves on Twitter. Um, He had something to say about a little plot point involving Ellie. 
In the 30 plus years that I've watched Neighbours, it's safe to say that there have been many crackpot mental case storylines. You know, we've had Hannah Martin and the cursed fucking Stone. We've had Bouncer and his crazy dreams. We've had Lynn Scully marrying Paul Robinson. But I'd like to say that Ellie offering Dullcop to do his nursery, that is up there with the crackers of them. I mean, it's on par with if Mark turned around and said, oh, I know, I'm going to help out a drugs gang just categorise their drugs from A to Z. I mean, baffled. Baffled is the word. Anyway, that's all. Right, so Mark's putting together this cot. I don't... The the baby's months away. No, you don't put the cot together until three weeks before. Yeah. And also, a lot of people start off with a bassinet. That's a good point. But it was a nice round cot. It looked nice. So Sammy on Twitter pointed out that it's at least $1,000, that brand of cot, Mm -hmm. style of cot. Where's he getting that? He's a policeman. Yeah. Plenty of money. Want to get out of here fine? (laughs) Oh, that's why he was sniffing around the the parking signs. I don't know. I guess it depends. No, policeman. Does he own his house? Yep. No, so got... are his brothers paying him rent? Aaron is. Tyler's Tyler wouldn't. lives in a well, backpacker's hostel. Mm. <laughs> no, he can afford a $1,000 cot. Oh, okay. Mm. And I guess I reckon my theory is Ellie just pointed out the most fancy cot in a magazine mm. and was like, you've got to get this mm. one. Mm. But then she becomes the voice of reason when, mm. when Steph comes around and she says, now hang on, Mark, she didn't come around here for nothing. Oh. She's not the sort of person. Although how rude to like burst in on their conversation and be like, oh, 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 well. That was just like, could you not wait, Sunshine? Like, how quickly do you need to get wet? Yeah, like, like, she can be quite logical when she's sober, Ellie, but Mm. then she just, a leopard can't change its spots. She's just going to be immediately sassy and manipulative. Yeah. I can't work out whether we're supposed to like her or not. No, neither can I. I actually can't wait for her to um, get it on with Dullcop. Yeah, I think they'd be quite good together. Mm. They're both pretty. <laughs> I love the way. Can I just say one thing about her? Like, I mean, the show has moved on a lot, like, in terms of not slut-shaming people or calling anyone promiscuous. But I yeah. think a way they kind of still do it is they have the person realise themselves, oh, no, I've had too many men. You know, I'm too reliant on men. Oh. I need to be by myself. But they never have Mark sit himself down and go, hang on, I've had <gasps> Three fiancés in a year and a half. I need to have a red hot look at myself. You're right. It's always the penis embargo. Yeah. Not the other way around. Exactly. Yes. Um, so she's just going to date herself for a while, Ellie. Meanwhile, Aaron down the mine says he doesn't want to date himself. They're going through his, I think, online dating mm. Tinder pro- grinder profile or Should something. Be, and to, like, I know you don't like the way they always get together, but they have, are having a week of Aaron being quite free and single. I and do like that. Fun. I was really intrigued by the man that was in his bedroom. Oh, no, we never got to see him. Earlier in the week. He said, I've got a man in my room, but do you want to come in for a coffee anyway? <laughs> Just, no. Which some people say was unrealistic, but like, I, he really hesitated and I could, he was... And the guy in the room could amuse, the right him, could amuse himself and play on his phone. I think Aaron knew he wasn't leaving. He wasn't <laughs> going anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I was, yeah, I'm all about it. I, I just, that made me really like Aaron because it just made me feel like, oh, that's so kind. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like I've got my booty call, but oh, we can have some chats. <laughs> Come on in, Dave. Now, let's move into this snooze fest Tanaka plot, which is no, the Tanaka's trying yeah. to track down Bradley, their supposed father, who's... 
a homeless man, a rare suburban homeless man, doesn't want to sit in the city streets where there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> He's just happy to just to go out in the lush greenery of He's got the outer suburbs. A semi-rural. He's semi-rural. This is a really stupid question. I'm sure there are in Bendigo. Are there homeless people in the country, Mum? There are plenty mm. in, in Bendigo. Bendigo. But I wonder whether you see them out in the country towns or maybe. Not in Newstead. Oh, Would there? Your Uncle Peter could have been considered to be homeless in Newstead. Oh. He got taken in off the park bench one night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, but that's what I mean. Someone he was, yeah, then... yeah, he didn't have to sleep outside. Yeah. Someone took him home. Yes, mm. yeah. Mm. And you know what? So sometimes when they have a homeless person plot, they make it a bit saccharine, like the person's got a heart of gold. No, this guy, <laughs> what a piece of work! <laughs> he just wanted a sandwich. Good on him. A, a, not a sandwich. A oh, hamburger. A hamburger. Sorry. Yeah, but mm. he was. He's on trend like, at the moment. He wants gourmet burgers. At yeah. no point did he show any niceness whatsoever. No. He was totally in it for what he could get, and. Yeah, and, and the, so they really there was nothing heartwarming about that man. No, and yet the Tanakas were still sad that he wasn't their dad. It was proved that he's not a match. Oh, but then the next day I was offended by this. Yeah, go. Oh, yes. I wrote this down. Yeah, yeah she. But when they find out that he's not the dad, and then Leo goes, "At least we know we're not genetically destined to be a homeless bum." Yeah. And I was just, and then mm, the, and shame, then um, David goes, I don't know, I've seen you sometimes first thing in the morning. So they basically just said anything there. You've got a doctor and a businessman going, ha wouldn't it be funny if we were homeless? <laughs> nah, that'll never happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, as and, though it's and, a genetic thing. Yes, yeah. it happens to people for complex reasons. Exactly. Sometimes to nice people, sometimes to assholes like Bradley. <laughs> and they, yeah, they weren't even concerned about his prospects after they no, Well, he had a thousand bucks. He should be doing well for a few weeks. Did he oh, yeah. get a thousand? How yeah. did he get a thousand? Because he got half and then he got the other. Wasn't oh. it a thousand dollars? I thought it was 300. I it checked it out. Oh, maybe it was 300. Okay. I, yeah, I might have a few burgers. made that up. A few burgers. I wish the Tanakas got to do more just boring street stuff. I wish they got to just have barbecues and like straight away they've launched them in with this mystery that I'm not invested in. Mm. And I just wish they got to do normal things. Yeah, it's a bit hard to care about who someone's dad is when you don't actually know the person. Yeah. It's like so, I don't know you. Yeah. But like your dad. Yeah, I don't care about your yeah. dad. Mm. All right. The major C storyline of the week, the um, ceramic sausage, here's what's happening there. Gazcan makes a mean sausage. Mm. The residents are enjoying his culinary skills. Carl Kennedy rises to the challenge and says he could do a better barbecue and make better sausages. So he tries and he doesn't mm. and no one enjoys them. And then Paul comes in and says, I, I want to have a turn too so they have another barbecue. Yeah. A breakfast. Uh, a breakfast. Yeah, a breakfast. Br- br- yeah. Brunch. And um, that's pretty much. That's that. He involves laws, which um, piqued oh, my yeah, interest. It's a bit of fraud. Some fraudulent sausages. And they're the best, but for some reason, Terage overrides the fact well, that she l- wasn't officially in the competition. Yeah, so something. even though Laws makes yeah. the best sausage, um, Gaz is deemed the winner of the sausage competition. Did we cover that? Yep. Oh, did we cover that? Yeah, um, let's cover it. And our final point, actually, on that, we got a voice memo from Kenny Young, who wanted to weigh in on his biggest concern with that plotline. 
and it's his it base- is a plot line. <laughs> <laughs> so while we've had a week of thinly veiled dick jokes, could somebody please point out that Sheila has a heart condition and that having snags every single day probably isn't good for that? I mean, I'm sorry if somebody has mentioned that before. I'm from Queensland, so I'm an hour behind all the other tweets. So, yeah, I just thought it was worth mentioning just in case. Can I say something about that? I know we're not talking about no, it's okay. it. At my work, there was a committee called the Finance Audit and Risk Committee. Wow. So it was the FARC committee. and <laughs> I know. It's very funny. Well, it's a fu- it was FARC. So people, a, a lot of people used to... So a lot of people used to, like, say FARC. But... <laughs> And everyone would like, and I just refused. And because my boss, she always called it finance and audit. And so I always called it finance and audit <laughs> because I thought it's too easy. It is. This it is. is. And this too is, easy. It was just, it's, it was a filler. Make yeah. us work for it. Yeah. We want to be coming up with the, like, Something you know, intellectual. it was too, it was mm. too blatant. It Give was me too some easy. subtext. I just need... We've got a few episodes of the Neighbours Back Catalogue titled things like Carl Kennedy's Trifle and Susan Kennedy's Coconut Cream Pie. Mm. There's That's some great innuendo. Mm. Go back and have a listen during the um, Erinsborough Festival. But you don't want to be too literal. And there you know was Julie no innuendo. Ju- you, know, no. <laughs> you know Julie and Julia, that book that was a, became a film? Yeah. The with, woman who had yeah, the blog the making every single mm. Julie, Julie, Ch- Julia, Child. Julia Child's recipe mm. in a year. Anyway, so her follow-up memoir which was about the breakdown of her marriage yeah. and her doing an apprentice butchership, that was very similar. Yeah. Like if there was just the metaphors for sex and meat, Ugh. it was just too blatant and it was, ooh, yeah, and it reminded me of that. So it's gross. Leave it. It left me wanting, that's all. Mm. Um, now, Friday, let's get into it. Paige, looking a million bucks with her baby bump. Her, she, her wardrobe is just She's amazing. She's prego chic. And a lot of horizontal stripes. I feel like wardrobe's like, what if people don't get it? <laughs> just let's enhance this region with unflattering so, patterns. So she's wearing some kind of prosthetic bump. But yeah. they're, they're doing, to be wearing something skin tight, like they're doing a really good job of like not mm. being any lines showing that yeah. it's strapped it's on. It's really streamlined. She's wearing all bodycon dresses. Yeah, it's really good. Excellent. What she, if maybe she's, they're t- it's attached to the dress. Maybe you can get like, Ooh, maybe that's know. why she's always in that same stripy dress. Mm. Maybe she's really pregnant. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> no, because um, she's still got her undies modelling contract. Oh. So, okay. <laughs> You don't have a pregnant undies model. That, oh, society's not ready for that. <laughs> uh, now, we get Father Father's saving grace in the hospital. Paige is in for a scan mm. and Bishop Green is introduced. Yes, and Jack is giving, Father Jack is giving the bishop a tour of Aaronsborough and all the women that he's knocked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, is his name Bishop Green? I believe so. With a European accent. <gasps> What's happened? Um, that's not well named. Maybe it's a married name. Beg your pardon? I mean, like the parents, maybe his dad was Aussie. No. He was born overseas. He's still got his original accent. The actor's Italian. your Greek accent. I never had one. He wasn't born overseas. (laughs) Greek was my first language. That's true. Um, Yes. 
Bishop Green. Yes, he's oh, credited. Right. Well, maybe his real name is like Bishop Verde or something. Oh, and then maybe when he's and they changed it to Green when they migrated his family, they mm, went. You know nice. what? The Aussies aren't going to get this. Yeah. Mm. So well, you so had to look it up. French. So that goes to show you. Verde yeah. is fairly. We well, could be any place at all because yeah. it could be Portuguese, it could be mm. French. Um, you know. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, I had to behind the curtain. I had mm. to pause the podcast, look up the <laughs> Italian word for green to do that joke. But we uh, in my Greek class, my cl- classmates knew a guy called Yorgos Brasinos, which oh, translates nice. to George Green. So. <laughs> so it was always, oh, I saw Yorgos Brasinos. Oh, George Green, yeah. yeah. So it's maybe the same thing. Maybe. Uh, now, this is the bish that Jack went to see in Queensland to confess that he'd had a transgression. Yes. In the shack. Yes. Uh, but he, the saving grace for Father Father in mm. this moment is when he uh, tells the Willises of his plan to set up transitory accommodation for mm. refugees, asylum seekers that are yep. coming into Victoria and need somewhere to stay while they're getting on their feet. And I think, well done. Bravo. That is good that they've put that in there. That's nice. If they had, if he had led with this six mm-hmm. months ago and instead, come in as the refugee-saving priest. I know. Instead of setting up what did that stupid dodgeball drop-in centre, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. We haven't had that this week. Is he still going to be able to do both? Because uh, he's got this place for the kids Maybe he'll get like the refugees as dodgeball coaches just as some nice employment opportunity. probably had some They're practice. probably <laughs> Dodging the landmines and yes, so on. Yeah, great. <laughs> so dodgeball's out. No more dodgeball <laughs> at the rec centre. But seriously, if if they hadn't had him come in preaching yeah. on his high horse. That would have been better. If he'd come in straight away carrying a refugee into Erinsborough, I'd be like, welcome, Jack. <laughs> Come on in. You're doing great work. You, this is God's work. This yeah. is God's work. I mean, it did feel like much more like, like something that actually – because previously it was like, oh, no, I, I, I can't I, – this is my calling. I must have this love. And it was like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, you've, but you're just in your collar a lot. You, you could – you've got this sort of room where sometimes kids come great. Like, yeah, it's not know, the greatest no. advertisement. For the Catholic Church. So is Jack always wearing his collar? Yes. And you yes, see, that's another that. very odd manoeuvre. They don't do that. Because what happens? in Australia, that is not how young priests generally. What do young priests wear? And they they well, might be first just of all, wearing. None of them were born in Australia. <laughs> well, none of them are born in Australia. Where, that's where, where true. are they born? Philippines. Oh, yeah. Um, Vietnam. Priests from East Timor. No, there hasn't been. Why not? Um, there jolly well could be. Most of the priests in East Timor are from Indonesia. How interesting. So, what, so the East Timorese don't become priests? Yes, they do. There are some. Oh. Yes, yes. But not enough because 96% of the population is Catholic. So, yeah. so what are they not wearing? enough to go around. Yeah. In, in East Timor, well, my favourite one, Father Kashmir, he wears Loving the most favorite. fantastic clothes. He's got a oh, fabulous. Some days it's purple. Oh, Some days, you know, he he just wears street clothes, and then has been known to say, "You know, those girls didn't even know I was a priest." Excellent. How surprising. <laughs> <laughs> 
they wouldn't because you just so he, he was he was fantastic young man you know like anyway but here they might just be wearing um, a white shirt with a cross on their collar. Lovely. But not not with the dog collar. No. Definitely. That's, is that very... mainly just for mass or for... If they oh, yes. Went to a and, priest and, meeting? And they, they'll come just in ordinary, virtually ordinary clothes, but with a cross on their collar. And then they put their garment on over the top. So, yeah. you know, black pants... So really, I mean, yeah. they've turned it down. When he first joined, he was in the black shirt and the white collar all the time. Now he's in his blue shirt, at least. One yeah, time he wore it's... no shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's because he's in the bed. But, yeah, so I, you know, I found... But it, it is nice to differentiate. And I can actually see the point in being dressed differently so that you are separated and people don't accidentally root you. Yeah, well, that's right. But it didn't work for Jeff, no. did it? You know, he did take the collar off at that point. Oh, did he without his shirt as well? Well, well you, he oh, dropped it we in the it? hay, didn't he? Yeah, he dropped it in the hay. Oh, in the hay, roll in the hay. Gosh, so he it was a manger. It was a manger. It was. And you don't always want to be on the clock too. If you're in your collar, like people yes. will just be confessing at your feet every Absolutely. two seconds, and treating you like. More than a human being, yeah. Mm. No, you don't want that. Oh, and you wouldn't know how often they transgress, would you? But is it? Oh, I've not transgressed with one. <laughs> you know. Woo! <laughs> um, she's tried. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess the thing is, they're just so hard up for priests, aren't they? Yeah. I can imagine them going, "Oh, don't worry about it, mate." Yeah. Well, do you I, think that would? I believe there's only four priests at the moment from. Our area, you know, studying in Melbourne. So there's there's four. Two of them are Filipino. So, you know, like there there are not many priests in training. Right. So So we're running out. So that would be why the bishop was so desperate to keep Father Jack. So you you, think that's realistic? Absolutely. You wouldn't want to lose a star like him. No. And, you know, like some of the things that the bishop says are just yeah they're just wonderful you know trouble i'd love this one troubled waters and are not to drown you but to cleanse Ooh, yeah that is a good one so you know it's a good affirmation i'll put it on the bathroom mirror it's it's good to have troubles like Mm. jack had and i didn't know at that stage that the bishop actually knew all about this so, yeah, so, you know, you're saying, you know. And to be fair, that were, that wasn't much of a trouble. That was pretty yeah. good time for Jack. <laughs> yeah. And so you d- use your energy for good. Then and that was quite nice. But yeah. at, the, at the point at which he then deceives Jack. Yeah. Well, so, well, he, de- he, he does. He tells he Jack he's not the father. And oh, he knows that he is. Oh yes, yes. That was that's okay. fantastic. We'll, so we're going ahead. So we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. So you, yeah. The bishop is making sure that that Jack's got the right mindset to do his good works, and that's that's admirable. The ends justifies the means. But also, he meets Paige and gets a sense of the earth between Paige and Jack, and and Jack's like, um, this is the transgression girl that you I told me. It's pretty funny that he could pick up that vibe, though. Like. <laughs> 
like pretty, it just seemed very gossipy yeah. to me when the bishop's like, I saw the way she was looking at yeah, her. Yeah, he's like, she's your type. <laughs> yeah. She's your type or however however it was talking. <laughs> but you could, in that in that scene you could tell that there was um, a strained relationship between Jack and Paige. Because of the excellent so, acting. And, and yes, of course. And the bishop is highly trained in reading people. That's That's what they do. Oh, yes. And they do have specific training. That would do good dream analysis too, too I reckon. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I really so, like yeah. Olympia. Shout out to Olympia's looks of strain and distress. I think it reminds me of when you're young and you're, or, not, or any age really and you're just obsessed with somebody and every time they walk into a room you just oh. kind of freeze up. Mm. And she's doing that really great, oh, my God, it's him. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Except, yeah. you know. So do we think? The bishop was also a handsome old man. Oh yes, is that I'm true sure of a he's, lot of the bishops? I'm as well? sure he's been cleansed and hasn't drowned. <laughs> <laughs> and he's continued with his good works. Yes, definitely. Well, so Marilyn is. I want to talk. Obviously, there's been royal commissions into you know covering mm. up for sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Like that must make it hard to just get up on a Sunday and go to church or, in this case, come and do a podcast instead of going to church. um, (laughs) Yeah, I've transgressed today. (laughs) Like that, when there's not great press out there, how do you then just pick yourself up and go, no, it's okay, still believe, true dear lever? Well, you know, the the latest results from the commission was that in the Sandhurst Diocese, where I belong, uh, 14% of priests have transgressed that's that's a lot that's a lot well it is but then there are 86 percent who haven't oh yeah maths teacher right here (laughs) (laughs) you know and we don't have the the numbers for the general population it's it's more defending them it's more the covering up that's the issue that's exactly what it is and that's exactly what this bishop is doing yep and so when I think it was Claire wrote, you know, that you're not giving the church a good rap, well, the writers have really not done any just – well, not justice, no. They haven't done the Catholic Church any service by this storyline. The bishop has not said one word to Jack about, you naughty, naughty boy, and don't you ever do that again we because may, you'll he, bring discredit on the church. He may well have said that when he had the role in the hay up in Queensland, but we didn't get to see any of that. Mm. He just took himself away to Queensland and said, I'm going to go talk to the bish. And we didn't get – it would have been handy to have him see him completely fall apart to the bishop and say, this is it, My I've ruined well, my career as a priest. Well, the, you know, the writers haven't put that in, so we don't know no. that the bishop had any opportunity to – to get Jack back on the right track. And there's been nothing in Jack's behaviour last week to suggest that he did get the talk from from the superior father. The talk. I love you that. Know? Like it's really not okay for priests to be – I mean, yes, Jack has a higher calling, but it's really not okay for them to be kind of knocking people up and then not taking any responsibility no. for their child. And, and take, I, something, take something out of the collection plate and put it into yeah. child support. I would hope – that this is not a true reflection of what a bishop would do in this day and age. Mm. Um, but I don't know because I don't have any bishops who talk to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with any people who you know. You don't really know 
um, what they say and do in different situations until you're in the situation with them. I loved his line about Paige is God's problem now. Oh, (laughs) pass her over. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'd love that if they could just do that to people that come to them in need, going, you're God's problem now, buddy. Like, yes, I can't do anything for you. What do you think well, about the fact that Paige went to the confessional to talk to Jack? And that it was Loz's idea. And, um, I haven't been to confession for a long time, but <clears throat> last time I went it was not in the box. Is anyone oh, yes. confessing in the box oh, still? Oh, yes. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa slow down. It's yes. not in the box anymore? Yes, not always. it is. Yes, it is. Not always. Oh, yeah. they changed. In some dioceses, mm-hmm. they will do general absolution at Easter time in particular, but in other places, you're not allowed to. Now, you say you haven't been to confession for a very long time. I haven't been to confession oh. either for 30 years. Oh, but it's because you because haven't. That's because you haven't transgressed, Marilyn. Yeah. I to be fair, if something yes, comes I up, have. you'll go. No, I have. <laughs> I have. If you want to, you know, if you want to. Um, take the the hard line, you know. I mean, leaving one's husband is definitely yeah, a transgression, not. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I have, and I know that I have in that sense in the church, but I take the view that if you, if you think that God is everywhere, mm-hmm. then why do you need to go and sit in front of a human being and say out loud... Mm what you've done and so you this don't is the problem no. with, cut out the middleman this is yeah. the problem with most catholics is that they just actually don't listen Do. <laughs> to a goddamn thing that the vatican says <laughs> they exactly. say don't use contraception yeah. you know blah, blah. and everyone and i sort of grew up with like going oh yeah yeah i know they say all that stuff but that's not what we actually do um mm. and it's just a guide it's just you know and mm. And that's the thing because mm. actually that is a fairly key point of Catholicism yes. that, that, that the priest is the intermediary between God and and you. Yeah, I, I do think we have slightly moved away from that. Yeah, but if, if, you, if you think about the way that Jesus conducted business, it was mm. very different to how people had been saying it should be before his birth, whatever. He made up his own rules mm. in a sense and I th- I, it was a matter of the times mm. and I think that that's what we're doing now. It's a matter of the, the yeah, time. I think that's I think, right. And I, I think, think the people are moving forward with the times. Mm, I think the organisation mm. has a bit of moving forward to do along yes, with and the I people. Think, you see, that's what I've always seen. I've always seen a big gap between the actual Catholics mm. and the institution and what the yeah, institution yes. saying. And I think um, because – there's this sort of idea sometimes now that you kind of choose something that fits you. So if you, you should be, pick a religion that, mm-hmm. you know, you believe in absolutely everything, mm-hmm. it does. But in actual practice, what people have is that they're born into a family and into a culture and into something and that's what they've got or you chose it a mm. little bit but you also mm. that was what was it, around well, you. you know, and I used to say as a joke but it really was true, I was um, a bit miffed about being left at home to look after the roast while everyone went <laughs> off to church. <laughs> you know, I was missing out. And it's, you know, tangy FOMO, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to miss out. I love so that you just I said FOMO. So I wanted to go with them, you know. Yes. 
So and it, and I felt it was a family thing that right. that ev- something that everyone did together. Whereas I have a very different of my um a, a lot of my relatives are Greek Orthodox. My mum mm. didn't raise me to in in a religious household. She's like just believe whatever you want to believe. Mm. Some people do. I don't. I think it's all made up and mm. don't worry about it. And just you know go go with what it mm. go do you do you. Mm. And then I had um, a member of my family who used to take me. Just take me to church and try and um, convert, convert me, like That's on on, good. on the sly, like mm, scrape, 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 good. game style. <laughs> just go. Oh, we're just gonna go to the shops. Uh, oh, look, we're in a church. Fancy uh, that. And just mm. would start to slowly plant mm. the seeds. And do you want to get baptized? Mm. And I'd like run straight home to my mum because don't don't let adults ever tell you a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Make you keep a secret. I'm like, they're trying to baptize me. I think but she was I- like. Shut it down. <laughs> I think the idea of conversion is one of the things that is like it's fine, it's like but pushing people to convert no. and that kind of whole missionary thing, that's one of the most uncomfortable yes. parts of religion, I reckon. Because I, I, I can't oh, – this may not be 100% true, but I think I once read about the Dalai Lama because you know how a lot of Western people convert to Buddhism mm. Um, mm. and they're very attracted to, you know, the whole aspects of it. And, and he sort of said about it, yeah, we're not really after converts. And he said, I actually think it's better if people – find spirituality and faith in the religion and culture that they yes. have and that they belong yeah. in. Yeah. And actually and I that, – And like, that just makes his religion even more attractive. But <laughs> Yes, exactly. He's like the Obama of religion. Mm. And so it's – that's why I kind of have this chip on my shoulder a little bit about religion because mm. I that whole part of forcing it on people and preaching mm. at people mm. really rubs mm. me up the wrong way. Mm. And the best encounter I've had with religion is when I – in year seven when I – uh, started a private school which was a uniting church school and we had the most delightful reverend teach us mm. religion from year seven and he made it really accessible and he covered themes like um, friendship and loyalty and mm. faith and mm. trust and all these amazing themes that 12-year-old girls needed when they're mm, starting yeah. a girls school and he was just so delightful and that made me go, this is what religion is. Mm-hmm. It's about touching on these themes. There was this amazing exercise that he did with the class. We were about 14 by then and we all wanted to kill each other. And he had us all put a piece of paper on our backs, stick it to our backs and walk around the room and write a compliment about every single person in the class. Oh. And like the biggest bitches in the world were writing the most lovely things about you. Mm-hmm. And you just think this is what can come from religion. This, mm-hmm. And I used to really – not dread going to church service um, at that school. And I had really positive experiences with the choir and things Mm. like that. So I have, yeah, really great memories of religion in that sense. I um, remember once when I was on exchange in Indonesia and I was living with a Muslim family and a lot of the um, Christian kids at the school were interested in me because they knew I was Catholic and they talked to me and and it was during Ramadan and so I was living with my family and they – they were all fasting and so I had to go up fasting and there were a few family events and, and I, mm. I, I came and everyone was praying and it was that whole sort of thing. You know, did sort of get attracted to it mm. and be like, oh, what, everyone else is doing this. I mm. sort of want to be involved. And then sometimes the Christian kids from school would come over to my house and one day I was like talking and they all wanted to talk about religion with me and I was like, don't really do that at home. <laughs> um, and then one day I was having a conversation with one of them and anyway I got to the point where I said, so you, you believe that my host family are going to go to hell? 
And she's oh. like, oh, I don't like to think that. But, you know, I, I, I think that, yes, if they don't convert to Christianity, then they mm. will go to hell. And I was just almost like, get out. <laughs> like, That's it. Deal yeah. breaker. Deal breaker. I just thought, oh, I'm living with these lovely people. They're not trying to convert me, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really tricky. You know, and it, it happens every time a baby is, um, comes in for christening at church. People say, oh, you know, here's another one. Haven't seen any of them in church before. <laughs> and I, you know, I always take the attitude, look, they're here. They're only here one day. Maybe if we're nice to them, <laughs> they yeah. might come back. Maybe they won't. What yeah. does it matter? Make you know, it a fun day. They're here. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why I guess I'm such a fan of <laughs> um, Father Junjun because he welcomed everybody. His sermons never um, degraded anybody, even when it was a message such as, you know, we can't have um, gay marriage in the, mm. the church, he would end it with, but we will be tolerant of everybody no matter how they live, Lovely. no matter what they believe in, Lovely. you know. So, yeah, so these people say, no, no, we can't baptise these mm. heathens. Um, I, you know, I go, well... Thank you, lucky you stars know. that they want to be baptised. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? And are we, I just wish they'd make Jack a little less buttoned up and stuffy. Like, oh, he's well, such a... But Paige always goes to those guys who are going to give her a big lecture. Yeah, the cop. Mark. Mark. He was always telling her what to do. And so let's get to the money shot now. Paige is in the confessional. <laughs> yeah. This is what I reckon they pitched in the story room many moons ago when they said she's going to get knocked up by the priest. And then we'll have that shot where she's in confession and she says... They're so making her look like the Virgin Mary they all are, the time, yeah. aren't they? And our child. She yeah. says the words, our child. Yeah. And mm. then bum, 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 Bishop Verde is behind... What's it called? But in the... What are the terms for what he's in and behind? Confessional. Okay, that's all. Mum doesn't go. I don't go. Bish is in the box. But often they don't do it in a box. You just sit in the room with them. That's all I'm saying. I think that's probably more – that's a little more um, just – it's good safeguarding, I think, if it's an open room just with the bad press that's around. That's a good point, although do you want that bit of wood (laughs) between you? That's a great point, yeah. Tradition. Um, That's all I can think of. Uh, and he, so the bishop hears the confession and then he heads straight over to Jack and says, don't worry, mate, not the da- you are not the dad, uh, as you were. Nothing to worry about here. Oh, I'm not breaking the seal of confession. Well, you are. Yeah, and what about like six months of Jack worrying about not telling the police that the snake man had confessed to him about releasing deadly snakes? Mm. You do realise the bishop didn't actually say to Jack, you're not the father. Jack says, yes, he did. Oh, no, he didn't. I can assure He's... you, you've got nothing to worry about, he said, or something like that. Okay, yeah. what does he say, Jack though? Jack said, I'm definitely not the father. And the bishop said, you didn't hear it from me. Oh, it's just semantics. Oh. I know, but that's how he gets away with it. Oh, yeah. it's a loop- Very clever with words, it's a our loophole. bishop. Mm, that's a good point, though, Mum. He didn't say it. Damn and, it. And that's what he'll be able to use mm-hmm. in the future. Oh, when, what's, his, what's the next rank up from bishop? Archbishop, because because he cause, yeah, would you reckon he's going to get it? involved? Yeah, he's very handsome. Oh, you mean yeah. oh, you mean oh. we get that? Will he be? Will, will the, archbishop? the archbishop? Oh no, involved? no, no! His pal coming over. <laughs> <laughs> he's very. He's not. He'll Skype in if anything. Oh god. Okay, and we'll let's finish off with the love triangle. Which uh, okay, Terage walks into Gary Canning's ass in the pub, uh, literally. That was nice. And I yeah. wondered if that was what the Limber Labour debate was about. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're just reversing. Yeah. She's having lots of business meetings in the pub instead of in a, her, her penthouse office mm. because Jasmine Udagawa is pressuring her to um, mm. take down the local backpackers hostel because of the Tanaka link. Um, and so to rage shuts down. Yeah. What? Could Jasmine's father be the father? Yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's, yeah, that's another option. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah, that's because he, he's showing an interest and so he wants to ruin the Tanak Packers. And Tarage <laughs> was going to strategize with Paul but then goes, nah, nah, we're better as rivals. See you later. But then Jasmine says, actually, scratch that. Take down Robinsons. Business works. I don't, I don't know. I'm not in it. Oh, isn't that... it better for business if you recommend something else? When I go into a place and I want something and they haven't got it and they say, oh, look, you'll probably get mm-hmm. it up there, then I go back to the first place. Oh, yeah, place. that's lovely. Yeah, so if I'm you know, trying to get accommodation at Lasseter's and they're booked out. Yeah. Yes. And, then, and they or say, you come in and you say, I've, I've brought my own sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> it might have bed bugs. And they're like. Down to the backpackers. Down the road. And then you next time someone mm. asks you for five-star accommodation mm. in the yes. suburbs. You say, hmm, it is. Mm. So, okay. so Or someone comes in and says, came into the motel and said, oh, I, I was looking for somewhere with an abused wombat. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Now, there's, a, there's some great Sheila material here. We didn't get much Sheila this week, Marilyn, which is I'm, I'm a, sad about because I think that you two are kindred. Mm, actually, yeah. Sheila. Call it Nan. She's a lovely person in real life. Yeah. She's got some sass. Mm-hmm. And she um, – Oh, she was – yeah, I know who you mean. She <laughs> was warning Gaz off of Tarage yes. because he was brokenhearted in the bathtub, drowning his sorrows with Bon Jovi's always. Mm. Oh, he was cleansing. He wasn't drowning. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And he, yeah, he's cleansed and ready to dirty himself up again because he's sniffing around to rage and he mm. manages to secure a dinner with her. Yes, but, but bloody but Robinson. He sidles up and mm. she says, actually, help me strategize against the backpackers. Can I say, though, that I'm more pro-Gary than uh, Paul because I just feel like Paul has had so many people and I just feel like with Therese it's going to last for... Six months at the most. He has had a lot of people, but he actually needs to have a little look at himself too and have some me time. Like Exactly. Oh, like, he when is he gonna sit down and go, I haven't been, you know, not deceiving a woman <laughs> my whole life. Like he's never yeah, he doesn't think, Oh gosh, maybe I need to to stop pursuing inappropriate women and then blackmailing them for a while. I just think Gaz is not in Tarage's league. Oh, yeah, we say that, but they I think they've got lovely chemistry. And no. He, and no, you don't think don't so? I don't see it. I don't see it. I see the Paul chemistry, 100%. Oh, I'm more of a Gary fan. Um, well, I there's think. no chemistry between Sonia and Toadie. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that you. is yeah. true. So, what, do, what do you think about Paul and Gary, though? Who, who are you siding with there? Oh, Gary, Paul. Really? Paul's an animal. <laughs> No. Yeah, like the, he's just too. He needs slick to just play with himself and leave <laughs> women alone. I think that's true. Mm. He needs a break, uh, a long break. So Gaz comes over to, to sort out the dinner plans, not over the phone, just in mm. the backyard. And Paul says, he "No, pop, pops in. It's a yeah, pop in." Yeah, he says we're in a meeting and it could take all night. Paul yes. says, "So see you later, Gaz can." And that's Paul Gaz. where we leave it. But before. Uh, we finish. I think we need to go around and decide who doesn't. Who's oh, 
I can't even bloody remember. And this I never is remind happen. you. So what we like to do, <laughs> we're gonna do citizen of the week or citizen of the week. So you get to pick someone who you think has stood out in a good way or a bad way. You get to pick your favorite or your least favorite. The surely the down low has to go to the bishop. Bishop's oh, disgrace. Shitizen of the week, Bishop Green. Absolutely. He's deceitful. Yeah. And, and it, he is bringing bad karma on the church. Is ka- karma's muddy well, waters a bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Different faith there. <laughs> well, you know. Well, maybe that's what he needs, a new faith. Leave yeah. the Catholic Church alone. Bishop Buddhist. Buddhist bishop. Yes. Um, I think... I'm going to go citizen. I'm going to go positive. Um, Aaron. Oh. Or leaving his date. <laughs> in the bed. In the bedroom, being prepared to have a cuppa with David. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was nice. I'm doing positive as well. I'm going to go citizen of the week to Nellie Fish, Rebecca, <laughs> for not concealing the fact that strange adults are asking to play um, creepy games with her in private. And she tells Mama, even though it was inadvertently, she's like, let's play the game. But she was not going to be silenced. And I think she and Mr Wombat will weather this. Mm-mm. and They're going to get through it. They'll take what D throws at them and I have faith. Like, good on your little Nelly. And, yeah, I just hope that she's not traumatised when they reveal that she doesn't have a, a sister. sister. But she does have a sister. Sonia's dad's got a daughter. Yeah, so they're always turning up. She could, kids. Just, I wouldn't worry, Nelly. Go visit Zoe in Sydney and... Yeah, and she might be getting a sister. Yeah, because she the plankton, baby plankton. Pregnant. And mm-hmm. Sonia wants to keep the barber even mm-hmm. if it's whoever's it is. So, okay, now that's where we're going to finish. I might need a week off because I said I was going to podcast every week till D was resolved, but that was back before I knew that they were going to sick imposter D on us and I'm a little bit over her. So we might have Money a week. needs a week to be cleansed. In fact, my friend Hunter, who's done this podcast before. Oh, we want Hunter back. Yeah, I'll get it. he's trying to get him on his moved house. Oh, Bonnie said um, that she really wants him back. I was talking to her yesterday. Yeah, J'adore Hunter. He's just moved house, so he's really busy doing that. And I said to him, can you do the pod? And he said, wait, I've got to find it. He said, no can do. I'm moving in my new housemate. He's a doctor and a lawyer. Jesus, help me. <laughs> and I said, he's Carl and Toadie in one. And then he goes, you need a break. <laughs> He's right. It's just infiltrating all my social conversations now. So I might have a week off and then we'll come back and recharge and we'll cover off imposter D and where that is all landing. Mm, I think not much happens in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, next time you come on, Marilyn, you don't have to watch two weeks worth. Five minutes? I think mum's Um, exhausted. Oh, you've got to be careful though, mum, because the first time, every time I come on, well, I have been watching it regularly recently, but I didn't watch it at all. Then I came on, did Neighbours, and then I couldn't stop. Oh, so I've got to be careful. Soap soap is the ice, the ice of the TV world. You have to find out, oh, hang on, Toadie's under the rubble. Is he getting out? The red folder really sucked me in for a while, finding out what was in that. I've watched five seasons of Suits. It's good that you know what it's called now. A month. I think I'm going to, once we turn this off, I'm going to go and dip into some suits. I think I'm intrigued. You need, that would be a good little break for you. That'll be be cleansing for me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Well, thank you for this chat. We're going to finish on a voice memo that we got from Mary. Mary from Townsville, one of our regular listeners, member of the Neighbours Council, uh, with her take on being a, a young Catholic. And I will, I will be a bit more open-minded about the representation of faith 
on telly in future, although everyone knows where I stand. (laughs) (laughs) Put them all on an island and leave them there. (laughs) Penny, thanks very much for coming on again. People should go to pennyandtangy.com.au to read more of your awesome material and go to our book depository link and buy your books. I'll put a link on on the blog post for this episode. People can buy your books and benefit. The Pirate Net Studios. But don't believe everything you read about her mother in her books. That's fiction. It's, it's fiction. fiction. It's, it's not fiction. There's no one called Penny. Not in not in the published drafts <laughs> <No>. anyway. <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, that's true. They always make me change the name. There is always the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll she'll, Penny will send me a draft and I'm like, maybe just do a find and replace on the word Penny. <laughs> <laughs> just give her a different name. And Penny's tweeting actually up a storm Tang the, T-A-N-G-T-H-E, anytime the neighbour's Twitter account tweets out a rhetorical question, which they do every day, Penny yeah, answers them. I answer them. And I'm actually setting myself – because often I have bloody – I look at them and I've got nothing to say about this, but I, I have the challenge. I have to say something. Yeah. and It's quite hard. Now, Marilyn, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, should they just go to the churches in Bendigo? <laughs> Come and Pop down to a CWA meeting and there should be – well, depends if it, you know, anyone old and handsome is most welcome. Oh, hello. We could be providing a very useful service. I don't think you've got any public socials though, do you, Mum? you no. just got your private we, They can tweet Penny, Tangva. Yeah, and, and I'll pass it on. Yeah. Pass she left on. her phone at my house the other day. I was talking to her friends and letting them know what she was up to. <laughs> I get so many phone calls in a week. She only had to answer one. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for chatting. I hope you enjoyed and we'll dip back into Neighbours in yeah, the future. Yeah, we've had a lovely time. We'll chat to you guys soon and we'll leave you with Mary. Thanks, guys. Hi, it's Mary here. I was raised Catholic. I had 12 years of Catholic school. I've worked for Catholic agencies for 12 years as well. So most of my life has been absorbed by Catholic culture. I believe in Jesus and... He's revealed himself to me in a in a the sense of a Catholic tradition, so I've just gone with that. And I know that's not everybody's experience. Most of the time I love being Catholic. I love being part of a community that um, makes me question things and pushes me to be a better person. Um, it keeps me accountable and consistently challenging me to think about what's right. Uh, and my atheist friends are heaps better than me, so I don't know what drives them. Uh, I can only speak from my own opinion. I don't think anybody who doesn't believe is not is lesser than me. I go to Mass every Sunday. Um, there are a lot of old ladies there that love me, so that scene with uh, Father Jack and his little fan club very it rings true to me. I have my own fan club, and... Um, you know, they're just beautiful women who I know will be there if things go wrong, whether it's our house burning down or my mum dying, and I appreciate that. Sometimes I'm not happy with the way Christianity is portrayed on television because it always seems that they they use the faults as the storyline and all people have faults, and sometimes those are brought out by their faith. Um, but I... I really wish that sometimes they would, you know, use something positive for a storyline.
I feel like Father Jack or Neighbors is failing as a priest, and somebody needs to be pulling him up, and where is his bishop? And why is he not confessing to a real person? Jack obviously knows he's doing the wrong thing, and he just isn't fixing it. And he needs to admit it and be accountable for it. But I think, I guess TV characters are like real Christians and they make mistakes. And and that's just the way life is. And as much as I love the Catholic Church, it's also broken my heart several times. Whether as a whole organisation in its teaching on gay people or on an individual level um, where somebody, you know, I've admired the priest who married me to my husband, who was my mentor, who I worked with, is now in prison, um, and that's hurtful, and there have been times when I'm, when I do question if I should belong to this community, because it has failed in some aspects, but ultimately I don't do it for a person, like, I don't belong to the church because of one priest, uh, I, I belong to the community because of Jesus. And I don't think that the church would get any better without me. And if one good person leaves the church, then it's the ratio of bad people in the church increases. So I try my best. I try to do good work. I believe that most of the time we're doing good work. And I try not to let the the bad stuff stop that. So that's my experience, and thank you. I forgot, Penny, um, that you're also renowned for your dull cop impressions. Can you regale us with something? Can I do him getting drunk? Anything, yeah. Okay. Oh, I've had a couple of beers. Oh, Ned, don't you say that about Steve, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> That's it.